0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wayne's Podcast for Episode 5. As always, hosted by yours, truly, Nels Tranel, and my electric co-host, Spencer Schultz.
1: Thank you, Nelly. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, a guy who I've ran next to for, or competed with for a number of years in the conference. Holds PRs of 356 in the 15, 830 in the 3K, a very good 858 in the steeple from this last outdoor and 24-26 AKPR, also from this uh, cross-country season. A three-time All-American and a multiple, multiple, multiple-time conference medalist in the YAC Mr. Connor Dolan.
2: Thank you, Spencer. And I'm I really excited to be on the podcast, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed the other episode, so this is exciting.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. We are excited to have you. Um, obviously, us two going to Stout and you going to Eau Claire, we've seen a lot of you over the years. Um, you know, we're kind of curious, you know, what led you to Eau Claire? How did you pick Eau Claire in the recruitment process?
2: Ah, that's so when I was getting recruited, I will say Dan, so Shawnee was the first coach to actually recruit me in, which obviously had a lot of draw. Um, and then my junior cross country nationals was in Wisconsin. And I went to, I went to watch the meet and I watched the men win the national title which I remember, I remember that moment because I was like, I really want to be a part of this. I it, actually decided to go to Eau Claire until the end of my senior year because I was looking at other schools and waiting to see where I could go academically and athletically and what I wanted to, what I really wanted to pursue. And I kind of knew that I really wanted to run. And at Eau Claire, I thought I, I don't know, I am a big proponent of surrounding yourself with people who you want to be like. And at that point, at that point, they had people like Darren Lau and Patrick Tracy. and kyler lewick and all these guys that I was like i want to be as fast as these guys so a bunch of national really champions there. yeah that's what really drew me there
1: awesome um so what did you end up majoring in when you got to eau claire
2: i majored in biochemistry molecular biology
1: oh wow that's a what does that consist of for layman's terms
2: <laughs> um it's a lot of chemistry classes and a lot of a lot of really specific biology classes more geared towards like not, not so much anatomy but you go deeper like the atomic level of biology
0: for
1: sure gotcha
0: sounds like um now you're doing grad school so like how does that translate to what you'll be doing now
2: so i'm actually so i'm out at colorado state i'm in their chemistry phd program um and i i'm gonna be studying my emphasis is on chemical biology so I really I shift more away from the molecular biology from my undergrad and focus much more on the
0: biochemistry side. OK, interesting. Obviously,
1: just crying going over it, you are going to be at Colorado State this fall. Um, how did you end up choosing Colorado State? Um, and how did the recruitment process going from being a D3 athlete you know, for the five years, how did that end lead you to Colorado State?
2: Well, when I was looking at grad schools, First, it came down to who, what grad schools accepted me. I only got accepted to Colorado State and Wisconsin. And both of them were a little bit similar programs, but not, like, academically-wise similar programs, but not identical. And when I was reaching out, really at that point, it was more me reaching out to the coaches. And because, you know, I'm a D3 athlete. Like, I'm good, but yeah. uh, some would argue I'm, I'm not, like, top. I, I, it would be a stretch to say I'd be a top-tier D1 athlete. Um, but I just wanted to, like, I, when I was talking with them, I, I don't know, I made it clear, like, I, I wasn't looking for scholarship, I just had one outdoor season and I was going to be in school anyway, so I was hoping to compete them. Um, Colorado State was really open to that, which really, which was exciting to me, and not to disparage any programs, but trying to talk with the coaches at Wisconsin was difficult. Okay, interesting. That's kind of, that, that really pushed me. Towards Colorado State, and really, down to more. Where did I want to be for a few years? And I'm a big proponent of you gotta. Sometimes you need a big change, and I thought I felt like if I went to Wisconsin and didn't run for the team, I'd just run with the Wisconsin Running Racing Team, which is nothing wrong with that. But there, there, that would have been comfortable. And I thought, you know, maybe something different would be good.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Colorado State, that's in Fort Collins, correct?
2: Yeah, Fort are you, Collins.
0: Are you familiar with that area prior to? like you're visiting
2: i i did not i never visited it me moving here is the first time i ever got here
1: oh my gosh that must have been quite the the per, culture or not culture shock but um shock of the system for sure
2: yeah it was it was definitely uh, not used to the heat the altitude Not bad until you start moving though the doc told me the other day that my blood pressure due to the altitude is so low that you I'm nervous so i'm gonna start passing out oh no oh wow <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine so
1: that's yeah, that's crazy
0: connor we'd like to ask you a more um uh, more lighthearted question do you got games on your phone
2: um let's see i have a bingo clash game i play a lot of bingo and solitaire on it Ooh. I, um i also have i also have clash of clans
1: Oh, so a classic
2: I don't classic. No, I will Say I do not play it as often as I should if I wanted to keep upgrading it.
1: What town hall do you have right now?
2: Town Hall 10 Oh, That's higher than I have <laughs> My uh, my some of my Some of the freshmen last year, so like Mason Shea and Henry Ethan, they're great They actually got me back on Clash of Clans. Oh, man. I hadn't played it for like six years
0: Bingo and Solitaire are interesting choices because I think the general demographic of those games tends to be a little older.
2: <laughs> you know, I tell most people who know me, um, I tell that I'm like an 80-year-old trapped <laughs> in a 23-year-old's body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why do they say that besides Solitaire?
2: Uh, I go to bed really early. I can be, you know, I don't know, I just have the normal habits that feel like like a 8 year old Korean war vet. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Oh, yeah. I don't do social media that much. I read a lot, and instead of watching TV, you know, the usual.
0: Yeah. Nope, for sure. Going a little bit back to your career at Eau Claire, uh, a quick scroll through your t you'll notice that a lot of your recent PRs or a lot of your PRs in general are from this previous year. Uh, What can you say about longevity in the sport and just progression and doing well after five years at Eau Claire.
2: I'm gonna attribute a lot of that to Schwami. Um, because I came from like a, I came from a very intense high school program. First week across I tell people the first week across country my senior year of high school I ran eight miles. Um,
1: oh geez! But then
2: I yeah. But then I came to Eau Claire my mileage dropped and it just became a lot smarter trading. And I remember the first time I met, one of the first times I talked with Dan, he said that his goal was that he wanted people to be set up to run their best after college and to just keep that progression. And I think a lot of the longevity came from listening to my body, um, knowing when to push, when to back off and also not getting caught up with where you think you should be and instead accepting where you are at and just trying to work from there
1: that's that's a really good point to say um that's very unique you know usually you hear people talk about yeah um listen to your body you know take easy days easy but i like the point you made being realistic of where you're at like what do you mean by that i guess because you've been like this outdoor season you were studs so what what was the difference between this outdoor season and say like two years like you obviously weren't running 858 two years ago like what's the different mindset you had this year compared to two years ago
2: well i'm, I'm gonna say give the caveat that two years ago is covid
1: that's so fair we okay
2: didn't, we didn't have that years. three years ago but, um, three years ago change came that the summer after that outdoor season where i like i remember watching that was that year was the year that our men won the their first out there nationals battle, and i just i never wanted to miss it like i needed to be there the next time for sure and it came down to sacrifice and what i was willing to give up um to get where i wanted to be and it it showed i mean that for that next cross country season i was an all america yep and the year before i was 122nd or 123rd at nationals um which is not many people go from that to an all-american
1: yeah it's a pretty crazy jump that's almost 100 places and the hardest hundred yeah. to get
2: yeah so it came to think that I even if it wasn't where I wanted to be now it came down to believing that I could be there because I, I fully go into almost everything I do believing that if I'm not if I'm not where I want to be right now I'm I will work my way to being there
1: for sure yeah
2: and it came down like this past year I just I think this past outdoor season, I just, I developed a lot more confidence in believing that I belonged at the top instead yeah. of just barely hanging on.
1: Yeah. And I'd, I'd say that, you know, being at Nats, watching that steeple race, like, you know, two laps to go, I'm like, is Connor going to win this thing? Like, you know, I you're right there. Win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're right there with two laps to go. And, you know, if you didn't have that belief, you know, definitely would be a lot harder to be in that spot. But yeah. Indoor this year, you were also a double medalist at the Indoor Track Championships for WIAC. Um, Mile 3K. Um, I was looking back through Tifers, and if I'm not mistaken, that was your first time being a double medalist?
2: Yeah. I don't, um, I don't often race twice at conference. Indoors, I usually do. That was often yeah. the first time I medaled in both. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah, that was, it was good. I would say indoor, I have mixed feelings about how indoor and cross went, but... Like, it was good to end up on the podium, especially because I arguably wasn't doing my best indoor event. Like, I, I'm a much better 5K runner than 3K runner. That's
1: what I was really going to cool. ask. Um, you know, what was the decision doing the mile compared to the 5K for the first day?
2: Well, I hadn't run a 5K that indoor season. So that was one. That's so true, and yeah. <laughs> I don't – I remember I – went, I went in at the beginning of indoor season and told Dan I wasn't going to run the indoor 5K. <laughs>
1: What was the reason behind that?
2: I I don't enjoy it. That's understandable. (laughs) Like, I remember the first season I did it, just part of it was I was a little mentally fried, that 2020 indoor season, and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't enjoy it as much as maybe I could have now, but I was a little, I was a little, not afraid of it, but I just, I want to do the event that I enjoyed this year, even if that meant I wasn't doing my best event.
0: For sure, yeah. So, um, obviously, the recent success that you've had doesn't come overnight. Thinking back to some of your favorite workouts you've done, could you pick out some, either if there's a certain type of workout you like or some good memories?
2: Hmm. I know, for me, my favorite workouts are either hills or just really long down tempos. Those are, those I think I respond to best. But my favorite workout is when we do um, K's out at the local um, bar, a local park, right before, right at the end of cross season. Those are really fun. But my favorite workout memory, I remember it was actually in the twenty twenty COVID um, uh, spring. We did it was our last workout. There's two workouts that year. The, the first one was I did mile repeats, and it just went spectacularly. Like I remember getting done. it was like a year ago. I was struggling to hit a pace ten seconds slower, um, and this one felt easy. But I remember the last hard workout of that season. It was just like mile at tempo, uh tempo, mile at tempo, mile at ten k, mile at five k. And I ended up closing my final mile in like four
1: thirty four. I remember getting
2: done with that. I was like, holy moly! I just like I remember when that went a four thirty four mile with an all out race. <laughs> yeah. That was to me when I was like, okay, this was that was really. Cool
1: yeah for sure um other kinds of memories you want to know about as well um you know different races that stand out to you um whether it's from track or cross country um what are ones that are obviously special to you or ones that you just repeat on your head all the time
2: Can i repeat i mean one of my favorite races was 20 my sophomore year it would have been 2018 cross country regionals okay um that was a really fun race. That was the, when we, Blue Goals, we hosted it at the Blue Goal Course and it was covered in snow. Uh, and the team, like we were not predicted to make nationals that year. We had bombed the pre-national race. I think we were like 18. And going in and we finished third at conference and we just like, oh, this might be tough, but everyone just, we were just ran a great race. And I remember I PR a large amount and just, I remember turning around and just seeing guy after guy come in and thinking, wow, we actually just did that, which was really fun. Oh yeah. Um, that was a really fun race.
1: Who were some of the guys in that squad? Was that when Tracy was still around? And
2: yeah, Patrick, was, Patrick was a senior. Um, we had a really senior heavy squad that year. Patrick was a senior. Then Wyatt Elmer was the next guy. I was the third guy of regionals. Anthony DuPont was there. He was a senior. Uh, David Bachmeier was there. He was a senior. And Jace Bartz was also there. And Sam Kuhlman, who was a senior. Jace Bartz was a freshman that year, and Sam Kuhlman was a senior.
0: Okay. Yeah. Spencer, you had to have been in this race too, right? Yeah,
2: that would have be been my
1: freshman year. And you should have been. Yeah, that be my freshman year.
0: What's your side of the story? How'd this day go down <laughs> for you?
1: Uh, That was my PR freshman year. But, you know, I'm just a little – I was an ignorant freshman. I didn't really know. You know, I remember it was like, yeah, two inches of snow – I, got pick, I think I raced in full tights that day. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, just, I remember we finished... Because you guys were fifth? I
2: think we were sixth? No, we were, we were fourth.
1: Oh, you were fourth. Okay, then I think we were I fifth or sixth.
2: North Central, Lacrosse, Crosse, WashU, then Eau Claire.
1: Okay, yeah. And I think we beat Chicago on a, like a two-point swing or something. But, no, yeah, that was... That was a fun experience in the snow for sure. Um, Any other ones that really stand out to you uh, that hold special meaning to you?
2: I mean, the cross country race where I was an all American really stood out to me. But I think this past year outdoor season was like the outdoor national meet was yeah the one that probably stood out the most.
1: What was going through your head Um, this? i don't know can you kind of play that race out for i'm curious i wanted to kind of know what was going through your head at different points in that race um like starting out um obviously yeah what in prelims and then getting to finals you know what was the the mental process going through that
2: so i was a little nervous because i never run two steeples within three days and if you've ever run a steeple it is so hard on the legs (laughs) um So Going in, I just with that prelim in mind, I was just like, just stay in control, stay relaxed, you're not extending any energy. Um, and I almost read PR, but I ran a tactically not great race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I made it to finals on a time qualifier, but I remember getting done with the race and talking with Danny. like, had you positioned yourself better, you would have had an automatic qualifier and like probably been two or three in the prelim. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's true. So I remember like leading into the finals all I was thinking was how I was gonna position myself and really stay focused and but I had never really thought about he might play an effect I remember the warm-up with uh, Dan schwami warmed up with me and he uh I remember like five minutes after the warm-up I turned to him to like, Dan because you know Cavanaugh whatever Kirkpatrick was in there and he had run 846 that year and I remember, and I was, what, 9.06 guy? I was, like, 20 seconds back. I was, like, oh, if he goes out hard, I don't know <laughs> if I can hang. Yeah. So, I remember five minutes left in the cool down. I turned it down. I was, like, if it goes out really fast, what do I do? And he's like, stay back. Make sure you're in the top eight. And I don't know if you've ever – if you watched the race, it got out so fast. Yep. Like, the first 400 was, like, a 67. And I was, like, two or three seconds back. Um, but I remember just – it didn't phase me because I was, like – just stay relaxed. Like you can't control them, and within two laps, I think I had caught back up to them. Oh yeah. Um, and the whole time, it's it's strung out because of that, and it wasn't as packed as finals at Freeland or prelims. It was so crowded, um, and I just remember every lap. I just kept thinking "Was like I feel fantastic. I am feeling great. Like everyone is weak. I'm strong. Like that's what I tell myself when I race." Yeah. And it was probably three and a half laps to go. I was in, I was probably three and a half, I was in third place and I was like, I'm in third, I can win this race. Yep. And the best part with every single lap, there was, I count three, I could count three spots where I could visibly hear my teammates cheering. So every time I heard them, I would just think, gotta get team points, gotta get team points. John Carroll's in this race, gotta go, gotta go. And just having those, that momentum, those, those people watching me was really great. And then I think it was, was like 500 to go. I was still in third place. And then Patzka, Christian, my gosh, he just took off. Because at that point, I'm like, I can win this. And then he took off. And I was like, I don't think I can win this. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, was, that was nuts. Yeah. that last lap was uh, me holding on as best as I could. I just couldn't close as fast as them. But I got done. And oh, I was so close to fourth. I should have kicked a little harder. Even I can mean, always I look back and say that.
1: You held on to sub-nine, so that's pretty – that's sub nuts.
2: Nine.
1: That's nuts, yeah. Did that kind of help with Colorado State? Did they talk about times at all, or did they just – were they just looking at your tifers or whatnot and said, nope, that's good?
2: So I had already at that point told them I was coming there, and they told me I could have a spot. Oh, okay. I didn't actually change anything. Um, I, I'm assuming it helped them be more confident. Yeah. <laughs> but – uh. <laughs> Like, I had already talked to them, they, because their program is really much more focused on development, and obviously, I don't have a lot of time left to develop for them, but I have a year. And yep. A lot can still change in a year.
1: Will we see um, you unattached for them this uh, cross-season?
2: My plan is I'm going to run club cross-country nationals.
1: Okay. Oh, cool.
2: So, I, whether I'm unattached for them or if I'm just by myself or on a club team, I don't really know yet. i got to figure that out. But that, that's my game plan for the club.
0: For sure. Nice uh connor we've got a hypothetical for you i guess i should ask first are you a dog person
2: i love dogs
0: perfect so we want you to think about your fellow blue golds here for a second and we need you to pick someone that would be the golden retriever the pitbull and the chihuahua
1: of the eau claire distance team
2: okay Hmm. did they put you up to this
1: uh this was not them
2: okay oh I'm gonna say the golden retriever is probably Joey Fowler. Okay. Just happy to be there with smiling, and I that, I just picture him as that the Chihuahua. Ooh, this one could get ugly because <laughs> like I find Chihuahuas to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt
1: Rob or Wyatt? Okay. Yeah. Why is that?
2: Always always ready to always down for a fight. Oh,
1: God. Is there a backstory to that, or is there? Is it just kind of... No, he's
2: just always, he's always, like, talking about the haters, and he seems <laughs> ready like, just, like, want to fight. So that's why I <laughs> put a picture of Pitbull being...
1: All right, fair enough.
2: Oh, well, who talks a lot? Hmm. Wow, that, the Chihuahua is really tough.
1: Yeah, these are not negative. We aren't meaning for you to I know, be negative. I know. Yeah.
2: I'm just trying to think. In my head... Mason, forgive me. <laughs> no, you need not Mason. You're not a total <laughs> I, I honestly don't know if I can answer that one because I just don't know. Okay, we'll change so it up. It
1: who's, who's a poodle? Who's the poodle of the team then? Zach Yango. Zach Yango? He's a poodle? Yeah. Why is he the poodle?
2: And I see it as like, you know, poodle. Like, not cocky, but, you know, likes the attention. Okay. Zach's very very sure of himself. Okay. Understandable. That's why I see him being the poodle.
0: Understandable. Okay. I like these answers. Yeah. So maybe sticking with your Eau Claire guys or things you do in Eau Claire. uh, What are some hobbies of yours?
2: Didn't I say I'm an old man? I'm really boring. (laughs) I, uh, I really. I'm thing is on Friday mornings, going and playing cribbage and having coffee. Like that's my favorite thing to do.
1: Where's the spot uh, for that at in Eau Claire?
2: In Eau Claire, it used to be the Shift. Okay. But I am going to disparage their name. They are really expensive and their coffee's not good. Oh, but no. They have a really cool store. They got a really cool store. A good hangout uh, spot. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, the Goat Goat Coffee Shop. Great coffee, really cheap. Uh, really good place.
1: All right, shout out the Goat. All right. So now. A couple of these things, you know, we did some research from your uh, Eau Claire teammates, and you know, we were like, you know, what are some things we should know about Connor before uh, having him on the podcast? What are some things that we should ask him about? Um, we're not going to give any names. We don't want to out anybody. But uh, the first thing I'm curious, I'm curious, what it is, and why you're associated to this. Um, we were informed that. You have a good you have an attempt at the chipotle uh Culver's double um we'd kind of like to know what that is and what your attempt is
2: okay so the chipotle Culver's we call it the double okay after fridays we have our hard workouts and after a hard workout we usually get a really big squad guys and girls team and there's a chipotle and a culvert right next to each other yeah we go we get a chipotle burrito and then we usually go get some custard now the record is that somebody ate a burrito. Well, it used to be when I attempted it, that somebody ate a burrito, and on the Culver's menu, they don't have a tall concrete mixer, but you can order it. Even oh! And so the record was a burrito, two talls, and a small concrete mixer. Oh my God. Which is like half a gallon of a cost <laughs>
0: Oh my maybe God.
2: More. It's really gross. Now, Darren Lau and I... I remember it was the summer after my summer going into my junior year. Um, We were both kind of obsessed with breaking it, and I remember we had planned it out. We were both running and in shape, and uh, we were like, "Okay, we're going to attempt it." I I remember I did a really hard workout. I did Clegghorn. I starved myself forever, and we both went and attempted it. And oh my gosh, it was so painful. (laughs) What was the aftermath of that? Stopped at two talls because I knew that if I had any more, I was gonna puke. <laughs> the rule, okay. The rule is that if you puke, it doesn't count. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But uh, he ordered a regular, and or maybe he ordered a third tall. I don't know. It was regular, a third tall, and he almost finished it. And then I just remembered it because I was watching him, like having custard chills going through <laughs> my body, like trying not to puke, watching him eat it. And he, I just remember, he's like, I'm going for a walk. did a, like, walk. Came back a few minutes later, and was like, we're done. I was like, what? He's like, I puked all over the park. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>
0: this
2: is Darren? Darren Lab, oh, no, no.
0: 2017
2: cross-country D3 national champion. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. It was so horrific that I can still barely eat custard. But um, I just remember, like, we were there, and we had all our – all our concrete mixes lined up and the guy came over to you like, Can we take a picture of you? And you're we like, Yeah, and we were like dying on the table. But uh that was that was the record attempt. Since then it's been broken. I think it's now three tall. Oh my god. Who holds that? Yeah. Jackson Wickendall.
0: Oh,
1: that man's built different. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, wow, talk about treating yourself after a workout. <laughs> Okay, another thing we're gonna pull from a, a suggestion from one of your friends is, we heard something about cooking. Are you into cooking sweets?
2: Oh, I'm a great baker. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be uh, shy about saying that <laughs> I'm not overconfident, I am a great baker. What are some of the go-tos that you'll make? Um, I love making chocolate chip cookies and homemade cinnamon rolls are also <sighs> one of my favorites.
1: Are they, they're nice and nice and moist, nice oh, and yeah. melt in your mouth, oh my gosh. They're like,
2: they're like, uh, Hoppycats Cinnabon for
1: these. For okay. Them. Is there any Connor Dolan special twist you put on them? No.
2: No, I wouldn't say so. I just like making them. They're, they're fun to make.
1: Alright, fair enough. Do you ever, uh, partake in a fudge making, perhaps?
0: I have
2: not.
1: Okay.
0: Ooh, that would win my heart, Connor.
1: <laughs> um, so another one. Um, I'm just gonna say a name, and I'll just see if it has any uh, meaning to you. Um, the name Sean Dolan.
2: Oh yeah, my brother, uh, the one that ran 357.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the um. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, that you your family is such a talented running group um that's pretty that's pretty impressive. um I will spill the beans on uh, this one. I heard you had a co-conspirator with the uh, the Sean Dolan story on that one
2: yeah, I think it must have been it was my true senior year. We were on a run and I remember I was talking with it was a bunch of the freshmen like Nathan and henry and sam for and all them and i think brett was brett was definitely there too (laughs) he was like oh yeah i was talking to them we were talking about meat test." because yeah my brother sean ran 357 in the mile and i just looked at brett and he like he made eye contact with me and mason was like really and brett confirmed it which is what sold it for him also mason never expected me to lie to him but later (laughs) that night joey thaler told him that uh it was a lie oh okay and i remember mason called me and was like like just completely disappointed in me and i was like yeah i was a lie.
1: i was gonna say i was but I do
2: have a i do have a brother named sean dolan
1: oh geez does he doesn't run 357 though
2: he's in the navy okay he was good in high school but not 357
1: <laughs> fair enough um one more thing, we have. Uh, we heard uh, you had a nickname in college named Mister Tifers. you were very, uh, very skilled on the navigation of Tifers and finding people's PRs.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, i that. Um, uh, I'm the type of person that looks up people's PRs almost immediately, and from that, like I never, I very rarely need to look back at it again. For some reason, I just remember, and I'll, I was like, it kind of became where people would ask me their if they didn't remember their PRs. they would ask me what their <laughs> PR was and I just I didn't even have to go to t most of the time
1: so how good of your knowledge like of the YAC PRs do you have like a lot of the YAC people from the last couple of years PRs down
2: it's gotten a lot harder cuz there's a lot more people now yeah. than like I that I've been tracking i'm i'm pretty good okay I,
1: so if that's I gave you a couple names, would you be able to? I've got a couple names on my sheet here. I'm
2: gonna say I'm a little. I'm. I'm. I'm not to sound biased, but the better you are, the more I pay attention. So.
1: Okay. I, All right. I, well, that's fair. Those
2: are the people that I wouldn't know.
1: Okay. So the PRs of. We'll start easy. Patrick Tracy and
2: all of them he's run 154 in the 8 well no that's not true he split 154 in the 1500 347 in the 1500 1433 in the 5k 2438 in the 8k uh, he ran 826 in the indoor 3k and 408.98 in the mile
0: okay Nels is looking that's pretty incredible I think you nailed him
2: okay I, I used to be able to do the decimals, but I I can There's too many. There's wow. too many numbers now. All this right. is
0: that kind of blows my mind. <laughs> Let's do another one.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna change schools here. Uh,
1: David Fassbender. I'm pretty sure his
2: mile PR is four thirteen. Technically, his eight hundred PR I think is two hundred two. He's run eight. Oh, that might be tough. Eight sixteen? No, he ran eight fifteen in the three. am pretty sure. Fourteen, fourteen. I'm pretty sure was his indoor 5K with a 14:18 outdoor 5K. He's run 29. What did he run in the 10K? He actually he. Where did he get his time this year? I don't remember the 10K. He ran. I'll tell you. in the 8K.
0: Would you like me to tell you know where he ran? He ran
2: 29:46. 29:46 in the 10K at WashU this past year.
0: Yep. There you go um we'll give david a little more credit he broke two minutes in the 800 <laughs> did he okay
2: fair enough <laughs> the reason he usually doubles 800 1500 at that means so that's why it probably would have been it was a little slower Look, i think you could run a lot that
0: wow brilliant stuff
1: um we'll go one or two more people um my co-host, would you know Nels Trandall's PRs on T first? Or is he's not quite I, up to I, the
0: I'm pretty underground. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nels. I don't know your I, I don't know your PR. It's
1: no worries. Um let's see. Uh, I don't would you know you wouldn't know any of the, the younger guys, right? This from this like any I freshmen. Mean,
2: I might. Alright. Um you gotta give me
1: a name. We'll go back. Um any non Wyatt guys? Do you know a lot of like the, if they're top of the nation, would you know them? Maybe. Drew Patel?
2: Ah, uh, Drew Patel. He ran 28.50, I believe, in the 10K, 13.51 in the 5K. He ran 8. I don't actually remember what it is. He ran 14 flat, I'm pretty sure, in the indoor, 3K, indoor 5K. Um, 3K, I want to say, was at least 15. PR um, was a bogus PR from the Augustana course in 2017. I'm sure it ran around 2340-something. No, it was, it was faster than the 2330s, but I don't know the depth.
1: The yeah, that range. was the short regional course. Yeah. From,
0: That's I where
2: Darren think... ran 2322.
0: Yep. I don't even think I need to say you're like right on with all of these.
1: No, we we just to be you're not you're not on your phone right now
0: looking them up. Like this is this is crazy.
2: Yeah, no, I'm looking them up. Oh
0: my gosh, you're you're you are Mr. (laughs) Tifers.
2: Yeah, you can live
1: up to the name. Um, the last thing they kind of told us to bring up, um, they said you're very competitive in a lot of things, um, board games as well one specifically the or not yeah the game Resistance
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it in so long but there's not there's no other board game that I would go to bed so angry after <laughs> playing as Resistance
1: so what has fueled this rage like is it specifically playing with other people or playing like <laughs> is it like what brings I've, out I've this in your know? I have not personally played the game
2: Okay.
0: neither have I, I
2: the game. It, like it's it's a lot, it's a really uh, discussion based game where you're just trying to figure out if people are lying, and it, I just hate losing so much. <laughs> and in that, I, in that game, like if you get shut out for no reason, oh, I will go to bed so angry. <laughs> Especially if it's just because of other, it's gonna not. I don't know. Don't cancel me over this. If over other people's incompetence, oh, I hate it.
1: Oh man, have you ever played the game Secret Hitler?
2: I actually played that for the first time this summer. It's really similar okay. to Resistance. I like Resistance a little bit better. Okay. It's a little bit more discussion based, I think. But um a good game too.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of our um knowledge of those types discussion games. But... I think
0: Trevor Locke is due for a shout out, our board yep. game enthusiast. We'll have to get him on resistance, maybe maybe include that in our game night. Yeah.
2: We uh year so we go to camp manito before our season before our time shows and there's like two or two two times at camp manito i remember we all we brought like four sets of resistance and every night we get the whole team like everyone guys girls playing it and it is truly in my head now that i think back a truly awful way to introduce freshmen to (laughs) the team because they probably think everyone hates each other because you're just screaming at each other all night long but oh no yeah
0: (laughs) It's That's a funny. fun game. Sounds like you've made a lot of great memories, and sounds like you've got a great future set up for you now. It was great having you on here, Connor.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's been a really fun talking. Obviously, we competed against each other for many, many years, and this was awesome to sit down and kind of get behind the scenes and just wish you luck out in Colorado. And we'll definitely be keeping up with you. So thanks. I'll
2: definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be paying attention to how you guys do, and <laughs> obviously my old team because. I have some friends with a lot of them, but good luck this season. I'm, going to be, I'm brooding for you guys because you guys are also in the WIAC.
1: Yep, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Connor, and good luck to you. Make sure to tune in next episode of The Wayne's Word. We are out. See ya.